Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast, your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. The Colorado Avalanche have won the Stanley Cup. Raymond Barr, a dream, has come true. Featured ahead, McKinnon racing and shoots and scores! Nathan McKinnon! President Jim Here's your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Teledabs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network and sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boulay. Christian, I don't need to tell you that sucked. The Avalanche lose. Get ready for this one if you're un, unaware. Eight to three to the Toronto Maple Leafs in their first game in Canada since 2020. And Christian, me and you got to experience that one from start to finish because we just had our first ever watch along live stream on the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube. And we certainly picked one to watch, didn't we? That was. Uh, a beatdown. We have not been on the opposite side of one of those like that for quite a bit, and it felt quite weird. Yeah, we finally got a taste of the medicine of how we, uh, other teams feel when they play the abs. It was a thorough beatdown. Uh, honestly, when you lose like that, it's a little bit easier to get over it because there's no like moment in the game where you can sit back and be like, yep, that goes different. The abs win the game. They got their butts kicked. Um, and it happens. It happens. I'd love to come on here and rip the abs and say that was a shitty performance, but that's going to happen, man. Like the Maple Leafs are a really good team and the abs just didn't compete tonight. Yeah. I mean, even then I felt like for most of this game, I was like, they're not playing terrible defensively. This was a fucking disaster. I mean, one of the worst defensive games I've seen these boys play in a long time. And you can't do that against the Toronto Maple Leafs. This is a good team this year. Like they've they've been good the last couple of years. This team is different this time. They the Leafs did everything right in this game. They have great goaltending. They have the star power. They have the systems even. And I'd say the worst period was the third period for us. They just kept their foot on our necks the entire game. And 
we had a lot of fun live streaming the game still. Uh, we are understandably a little exhausted from it going through that whole thing. But we're going to go back through this game from start to finish. We just went through the pain. Why not just keep it up and relive it once again? This game just starts poorly. William Nylander snipes on Jonas Johansson. I guess before we jump into the game, we should jump into the news before the game and why Jonas Johansson is in net for this one. Uh, Darcy Kemper, about 40 minutes before puck drop, is announced to be out with an upper body injury. He was in morning skate and everything. And all of a sudden there was this weird movement of goalies. Eustace Annanen gets called up. And then all of a sudden there's a college goaltender. Was it Jet Alexander? Great name, by the way. Jet Alex, love that name. Gets suddenly like, okay, we're going to need you to do something. And no one really knows what's going on. Clearly something is afoot here. And we were like, is is Francois coming back? Well, then if he's, that that's the case, then why is, why is Annan getting called up? Oh, yeah, Francois getting put for a conditioning stint. And it turns out it's Kemper, upper body injury. And that's the only update we have on him. I guess before we get into this game, uh, Christian, how worried are you right now? I would say I'm big time worried, but judging off what Bednar said after the game, it doesn't sound like it's super serious. Kemper's going to stay on the trip with the boys. Um, I, I, we were talking about on the live stream. That's the frustrating part about hockey is we have no idea what upper body injury means. Like what's hurt. Did he get like a puck in uh, skate around this morning and catch him in the wrong spot? Did he pull a muscle in his upper body? Like we have no idea, but judging on Bednar, it sounds like there, he's not going to play tomorrow for sure. Um, but he is going to stay on the trip. So maybe, maybe the game against Philadelphia, I, I just don't know. Um, and I don't really know if he could have helped tonight, but it definitely would have been an upgrade because Jojo had his first really bad game in an avalanche sweater. Yeah. Uh, we can cover that extensively as we get to each goal, yeah. as it happens. If Kemper's playing this game, we don't win, but it's not eight to three, maybe five, three. I mean, much more respectable score. And I was a little relieved to see that Bednar was like, okay, it's not serious. Cause I was kind of going through that whole live stream in the back of my mind, worried that as, as I watched some of the goals that Jojo let in, like, Oh boy, are we going to have to deal with this for a little while? I mean, cause the thing is we were worried about Kemper before the season with his injury history, but we always looked at like, well, we have Francois. Uh, not yet. <laughs> We don't have Frankie yet. It's Jojo and Eustace Adenin right now. And we're going into another game against the Habs tomorrow. It looks like Adenin's going to get the start. But I mean, good God, man. Welcome, welcome to the NHL playing in one of the toughest arenas in the world. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> at, 20, at 20 years old, no less. Eustace Adenin is a kid i mean they they kept cutting him on the bench once the thing about Hannon, he couldn't be there for the beginning of the game because he was still en route to the arena because they called him up so late and uh jet get love that name jet alexander was on there for a while when they started cutting Hannon on the bench i was like that's a 15 year old you cannot convince me this 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 kid's 20 he he looks like he just got out of second grade yeah, it's going to be interesting. Like you said, though, he was the HL goalie of the month uh, last month. He's been playing very well 
in the AHL. You don't want to rush a kid like that. He's 20 years old. Most goaltenders don't really mature until they're 25. So the last thing you want to do is destroy this kid's confidence when he's been building up some really good confidence down in down with the Eagles. Yeah. And you know, the thing about young goalies is that there's just not a lot of tape on them. So I think there's a chance he can get away with a couple good performances at the NHL level right now. And then hopefully uh, Kemper can come back and you can put him back down before he has like that game that every young goalie has where he just gets absolutely crushed. So maybe you can sneak in one or two, maybe, maybe one against the Habs, not very good team right now. You can get away with one there, but I was real worried throughout this game that we were going to get some bad news on Darcy Kemper and we were going to have to, to live with some of this for the rest of the, uh, for who knows how long, but thankfully it doesn't seem that bad, but that was the only good news we got over the course of this night was that Kemper looks like he's going to be okay. This game started and it was bad. It was a repeat of the stars game. Repeat of the stars game. Honestly, I thought we were going back and forth for a little while. I was like, okay, this looks like it's going to be a fun night. William Nylander takes advantage of a bit of a miscue between Byram and Gerard, sneaks by them, and just snipes on JoJo. This was such a pretty shot. No goalie stopping that shot. No. No goalie. Kemper's not stopping that one. JoJo's not stopping that one. Vasilevsky's not stopping that one. It's a beautiful shot right to the top corner. And the Leafs have a one nothing lead just four minutes and 30 seconds into this game. But, you know, we're still feeling all right. This one, okay, it's the Leafs. You know, this is a real good team right now and everything. You know, we, we're still in this one. A couple minutes later, Jason Spezza picks up a, a puck that JoJo kind of let loose a little bit after a deflection and probably should have covered that one a bit better. Spezza from behind the net bangs it in. And eight minutes in this game, it's it's 2 nothing. And I wasn't feeling super worried as of yet, but I was like, oh, this is not looking great. Yeah, it was teetering. It was definitely teetering. Um, that second goal, you'd love a save. I mean, it was tipped. Not much he can do. But, I mean, it's another situation. You'd love a save. You don't expect your goalie to make that save, but you'd love one. Yeah, I mean, it deflects off of plenty of bodies in front. It gets through them. You want them to just kind of track that a little better. And Spezza just pokes it in from behind the net. It's it's a real greasy goal for the Leafs and a real sloppy start for the Avalanche. The Leafs took their lunch money early on in this one. They earned all the goals they got, and defensively, they broke down. And to me, the biggest defensive lapse in this game, and one of the worst I've ever seen, is the third goal by Austin Matthews to make this game three to nothing. He's alone. I mean, there's I couldn't when we were on the live stream, I was like, I couldn't even tell you who was on the ice for this play because there is nobody in the same zip code as him on the screen. He's completely alone in front of Jonas Johansson. I don't know, understand how that happens. I saw a good little breakdown after the game that like maybe Rantanen, after being used to being a center for a couple of weeks now, was looking like he was still trying to play that role. And he and McKinnon got mixed up somehow. And it ended with Matthews just sneaking by everyone. Like that just can't happen. It's Austin Matthews. Like that's not Jason Spezza. That's not Michael Bunting. That's the best goal scorer of the league last year. The guy who just won the Rocket Richard and has one of the greatest shots in the league. And he and he just embarrasses poor JoJo. Like yeah. I said, I said on the stream, it's probably more efficient for JoJo to just watch it happen and not expend any energy trying to make this save because he just simply was never going to. Yeah. I mean, 
it, it was it was a defensive lapse. I, you rarely see Kale McCarr and Devon Taves mess up defensively, but they messed up big time on that one. And then Miko Rantanen, who's usually pretty solid in the defensive end, had a lapse there too. And at the blink of an eye, the Avs are down three nothing in the first period, and it is it was danger time. Yeah, and and even still, we were holding on to some hope because yesterday in the NHL, three separate teams came back from three goal deficits. You know, as much as it hurts to say, me the Florida Panthers crushed the Washington Capitals in the third period with one of the most dominant periods we've ever seen in the sport. The St. Louis Blues come back from 3-0 down against the Tampa Bay Lightning. The LA Kings come back from 4-1 to down against the, the Ducks in the third period. So we're like, okay, you know, it's the first period. There's a lot of time left. We're not playing horrific. Defensively, we're playing terrible. But when we have the puck, we're looking great. And, you know, we really just kind of rolled right past it. We're, we're really tired, man. We're... Nathan McKinnon comes back for this game. This is his return. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that little detail. <laughs> I feel like so much has happened since we were talking about that. That hype video of the NHL release was so cool. But, yes, McKinnon back for this game and played well. The top line looked good, just not defensively. But when they had the puck, they did look good. And we eventually do get one back. Nathan McKinnon, in classic Nathan McKinnon fashion, just dances along the boards and sets up Sam Girard for a one-timer with one second left in the period. And we were feeling good at that point. Like, okay, we got one back. They carry that doubt with them into the locker room. And look at McKinnon. He looks like he hasn't missed a beat. Yeah, it was a huge goal. I thought it was the start of something good. And it actually was the start of something good. It, it was a great play by McKinnon. Sam Girard rips a shot. Girard was good tonight. I, was good. I know. He was good. That mishap he had with Byron, that's going to come with more time. Like, they're going to figure that out as they play more together. This is their third game together. So, it's going to come with more time. Um, but, yeah, that goal, you're up, you're down 3-1 going into the intermission. You're feeling good. Like, you're feeling good. And then you start the second period. I thought the Avs were the better team in the second period. I really did. There was a significant portion of that second period. Like, okay, here we go now. We're pushing. We're pressing. We're getting some pressure. We look like we're about to get that second goal. And I'd, I'd say the first half of the second period, I was like, we are the better team right now. It looks we like they've stepped off the gas we're. and we're, we're stepping back on them a little bit. Now we're looking like the abs again. And for a while there, we couldn't break through Jack Campbell, who was great in this game. And eventually we're finally able to get one through. And I thought, I thought this was Val at the, at the time. Jack Johnson takes a nice little shot from the outside through some traffic. And it looked like Val cleaned it up. I guess I guess it deflected off of Kadri. I never saw when Kadri got this goal, but it yeah, goes down either. officially as Nazem Kadri. But Nachushkin cleaned up in front. It goes off of him. And now with like about eight minutes left in the second, it's a one-goal game. It's three to two. We're, we're not feeling like, oh, this is getting out of hand. We're like, okay, we're one goal away from tying this game. We just got to play smarter defensively and keep them off the board. You know, and yeah, then- it was – it was that goal. Like we were talking on the live stream. If the abs get the next goal, they're going to win this game. And we truly thought that because they did play well those first 10 minutes. It was all abs, all abs. And then uh, the one that broke the camel's back, uh, Jojo gives up a softy, a softy to the Leafs on a, a shot. He saw all the way. It just deflected off his glove. You need a save there. And we're not going to make excuse for Jojo. He had plenty of excuses tonight because the Avs just weren't good in front of him, but he needs to make a save on that. Yeah, that that game or that that goal just broke the game 
wide open. The Leafs win the draw from John Tavares, goes to William Nylander. He sets up Travis Dermott across the ice. It's a good shot, but there's no screen, and JoJo tracks it the entire way. He stops it, and it just deflects off of him and goes in. I, you need a save there. It's as simple as you can put it, because after that, we didn't admit it on the live stream, but we were like, that's a backbreaker. Like that's, that's tough to come back from here. I don't think we're putting five past Jack Campbell tonight. He's, yeah, he's we on it. it too. Yeah. We said five is we're not getting five. Yeah. We're not getting five past Jack Campbell and all that, all that great work that we just did in the second period and finally getting one through on a greasy, greasy goal in front was gone in an instant. And you could feel the air come out of the team at that point. And it was, it just felt over at a certain point, four to two. We just came back and made a real nice play happen. And it's a stinker goal. There's no excuse for it from Jojo. Yeah. He needs to make that save. And it's, it's just kind of what happens sometimes. Um, it, it really did snowball after that. The Leafs score again, John Tavares wins a puck battle in front. Jojo's rebound control. Wasn't the best tonight. I, I think we can agree with that. Um, and it's 5-2 going into the third period, and you are not feeling good. Uh, yeah. I think we both knew at that second intermission, there really was no chance in coming back in this game. No, there, there really was. I mean, after the, the Dermot goal, chances felt slim. After the Tavares goal, we were both like, no. You're, you weren't getting five. You're not getting six past Jack Campbell tonight. You're not, you're not tying this game at five. Like, the Leafs are just playing too good right now for any hope of a comeback. So you're just hoping for a strong period. But like I said earlier, I feel like the third period was the worst one. The Leafs just kept their foot on our neck the entire game. And Austin Matthews, 44 seconds into the period, was just, nope, we're done here. Any any slim thought of a comeback you might have had in the recesses of your mind? No, not happening. Scores his second of the game. And, I mean, the guy's got a hell of a shot. Yeah, he was wide open in front again. So, I mean, there's not much you can do. Bowen Byram, I, I think, had his worst game as an Avs player. Yeah, I would, I would go there. He was, not, he was not crisp tonight whatsoever. Not the Bo Byram we're used to seeing whatsoever. I thought he was yeah. bad. going to happen. Yeah, like, it happens. 20 just, years old. It was a stinker game for every Avs defenseman. And I, I really thought outside the top two lines – they the forwards didn't really do too much other than the top two lines. I mean, it, it just was not a good game for the Avs. You go down six two after Matthews' goal, and you're just I, I think we were all just staring at the clock, hoping this would end soon. Yeah, um, it was it was pretty brutal. It was brutal, but I mean, like you said, the Maple Leafs just kept the foot on the pedal, man. They didn't stop. Matthews completes the hat trick. Seven was his on the seventh or eighth goal? Seventh. Yeah, it was his seventh goal. He completes the hat trick. So Matthews goes off. Um, that one, another good shot. I don't really know if Jojo can make that save. Maybe if it's a closer game, he does. But it was also just literally the perfect shot off. It was off the post and in like it's I mean, an, an inch the other way that just rings off the iron and goes out. And it was just that type of night for the abs. I mean, to every bounce went the Maple Leafs way. It seemed, um, so you go down seven to two and you're like, okay, well, I don't know if this can get much worse. Well, it did get worse. Pierre Engvall scores another soft goal i, I don't it's it, a one it's a one-on-one rush 
he takes a it's it's an NHL caliber shot. You need an NHL caliber save that just went right by JoJo. It's it's not the kind of goal that you see scored all that often on the NHL level, especially from a guy like Pierre Engvall who scored his third goal of the year. He's not really a shooter. Yeah, might have been the it, nicest it, snipe he's ever had. Yeah, it was eight two, and I we said on the live stream, let's just pray to God it's not ten. I, I yeah, I I said that verbatim. Like we're just hoping for not ten at this point in our first ever live stream, and it was a perfect storm of the Avalanche just not showing up defensively, JoJo just not being an NHL caliber, at least not one that can go up against the Leafs. You can yeah. get away with it against like the Senators and the, the Predators. Predators and teams like that. You can't get away with it against a Dynamo like the Leafs. You simply cannot. Austin Matthews will eat you alive, and he did. Mustacheless Austin Matthews, we must add. He shaved his mustache for this game and immediately scores a hat trick. So you can draw whatever conclusion you like for him. But, yeah, this game is 8-2 to two halfway through the third period, and it's over. We all know it's over. Where JoJo stays in net for the entire game, which I think is the right call. You don't you don't throw Eustace Annan in there. You don't throw the his first – NHL time down six goals against a Leafs team. That's still hungry for more. You save them for the Habs tomorrow and you give them the full, like, okay, kid, here's your first NHL game. Get yourself ready kind of thing. And, you know, and after the game, you pat Jojo on the back and say, thank you for being a trooper. And I don't know. We got one back late from Nazem Kadri once again on a setup from Landeskog, a nice little power play goal. And it, it doesn't even look, better in the box score it's still eight goals against you gotta you gotta score at least six for it to look respectable and, and we made fun of the kraken for the saddest goals they scored when the abs beat the shit out of them that was a very sad goal yeah, at a, least they scored three in a row yeah it was a sad goal Kadri, congrats on your second i know that wasn't the return he was hoping for when he returned to toronto but i think we both can just write this game off it, it it's a burn the tape game there's nothing to take away from this game. You got your shit kicked in. Um, the good news is, it could be good news. It could be bad news. We're right back at it tomorrow against a Canadian team that's really struggling. So it's it, it, it wasn't a good game. The F stunk happens. I mean, it's 82 games. That's two clunkers in their last three. I don't even consider the Stars game a clunker. They, they played, played well in that Stars they game. They played all right. They started poor against the Stars. And they played decently throughout. I feel like in this game, they didn't even play that horrible. No. I've seen worse. Third period was bad. Third period was bad. Look, in the last 24 hours, I've seen some shit from yeah. my hockey teams. Really? I, saw, I saw the Caps play legitimately the worst hockey I've ever seen. I say that a lot, but I'm serious this time. That period from the Caps in the third, not to get too distracted – is literally the worst period of hockey I've ever seen. It's not close. So maybe I'm just like, oh, it's, at least it wasn't that bad when I say, well, maybe they weren't terrible. They weren't good in this game. I mean, if, if you're coming here expecting us to yell and scream about a blowout loss, I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. And for a, for a December regular season game against an Eastern Conference team, I simply don't have it in me to yell and scream about those i've learned my lessons about the regular season a week from now this game doesn't matter and let alone in may when the playoffs start you burn the tape for this one like christian said and you know you don't have time to dwell on it you have a game tomorrow and you 
better fucking win against the Habs. I will be more mad if they lose two to one to the Habs than if they lose eight to three to the Leafs. It wouldn't even be close. Agreed. We talked about it on the live stream too, but shameless plug. Make sure you check it out next time we do one. We had a great time with it. Uh, the Hockey Podcast YouTube page. Make sure you still go subscribe. They do a bunch of watch alongs every game. Um, but I'd be more upset if we lose to the Habs. Like th- this game, I'm going to be honest with you. When I was looking at this road trip, I kind of penciled this one in as a loss. I really did. I, I didn't see us winning this one. This was a big game for the Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs are hot right now. They're good. Um, They're so good. They're a good team. They're playing some of their best hockey that we've seen them play in a long time right now. Um, and I, I didn't know if the Avs were going to be ready to match that. I, I, I did kind of pencil this one as a loss. But you still have a four, four more games on this road trip. I can argue that you should win three of them. The Flyers are kind of down right now. They'll be playing the second half of a back-to-back when we face them on Monday. The Rangers are good, and you face the Senators who got their shit kicked in by the Canucks at home today. So uh, if you tell me I'd go three and two on our first big East Coast road trip, I'd take that 10 times out of 10. Hey, everybody. Hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with this latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner if just a single point is scored in the game of your choosing. That's right. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score, period, that's it, just to score, can win $100 in free bets. It really is just that simple. And if DraftKings Sportsbook is not yet available in your states, you can still get in on the NFL action every week with huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. And that's not all, because DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with just their first deposit. All you got to do is put a little bit of money in the account, and you have a free shot at millions of dollars. That's all you have to do. So to get in on the action, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $1 on any team to score, and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit, and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, back to the episode. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, losing 8-3, to three, the only thing that affects is your goal differential, which is so far down the list of tiebreaker. It's really only, Goal differential is really only for show when people look at the standings. It's how people are like, oh, these guys are frauds, or if they're good at like a quick judgment glance. But it doesn't actually mean much in terms of like standings or anything like that. At the end of the day, whether you lose one to nothing or eight to three, you lost out on two points. Yeah. Like it's that it's that simple. You can it's clear and dry cut. That's that's what it is. And now when you're there watching the game, it sucks. And post game after losing eight to three, it sucks. But the sun's going to rise tomorrow. And we got another game tomorrow against Montreal that I think we are going to win. The thing, like, you can't get away with those defensive lapses against the Maple Leafs. 
Man, against the Habs, though. Habs are sneaky. Like, They're yeah. sneaky, but I still think we beat, we beat them. I, I don't think, think this is going to be very well received in the locker room. Um, and they know they have to play better tomorrow because you're going to have a rookie goaltender in his first NHL game. You cannot make those mistakes. Yeah. And I think they're going to be tighter defensively. Like they're, they're a team that doesn't make the same kind of mistake in back, at least in back-to-back games twice. They're not going to have that poor of a defensive performance again. And even if they do, they're not playing the Leafs again. No. Like, like I can't stress enough how good, if you didn't watch this game, this is as much the Avs losing as it is the Leafs deserved that. Yeah. They legitimately looked fantastic. Like, I say this Leafs team just looks and feels different, and I mean that. This team has a system, and this team followed through with the little details and kept their foot on our necks the entire game. That's a good hockey team, and you got your ass kicked by a good hockey team when you frankly weren't ready. And, you know, November was great, but who's the best team we played that whole month? Columbus, and we lost to them both. I mean, the Dallas Dallas. But who, who did you just say? Columbus and Dallas. What do those games have in common? We all lost all of them. We won the games we should have won. I argue we should have won the, the Columbus games. But the thing about the Avs so far this year is they, they got wins against Minnesota and St. Louis at the end of October. I'd Tampa say Bay. that's the end of their impressive win resume. Well, they beat Tampa Bay. They beat Tampa Bay in a shootout, I might add. I'm a very injured Tampa Bay. But, you know, that's you know, Tampa Bay, St. Louis, Minnesota. I'm not trying to be down here or anything, but this team still has a lot to prove. You beat yep. up on teams you should have beat up. Good. You should do that. You got to go out there and beat some of these teams sometimes. You can't put up these stinkers like you did against, you know, the Panthers and the Golden Knights and the Stars and now the Leafs and even the Caps earlier in October. You've got to win one of these. That's why I think that New York game is going to be a really big litmus test. I really do think that's going to be, we're going to see how this team responds because the Rangers are one of the best teams in the NHL right now. According to the points, we may not agree with it. They have some fantastic goaltending. They're playing good and they play good at home. That's going to be a big litmus test for this team. And so far they are over like five against the really good teams in the NHL. Yeah. They haven't beaten, uh, they, they beat St. Louis and Minnesota, but you need to prove more. You definitely need to prove more. Um, like I, if they can go, I mean, honestly, if we go and win these next four games on the road and go four and one on this road trip, everyone will forget about this Toronto game. Oh, everyone. yeah, everyone. that's so, what I mean. But the talent's there. I mean, you just got to be better defensively, and you're not going to face a team like the Maple Leafs again, where you have Tavares, Marner, Nylander, Matthews. Like, you're not going to face that offensive firepower again for. A little while. I mean, the Rangers have the most with Panarin, Zabinijad, and, I mean, you could argue Chris Kreider right now. I'd say, I'd say the next team we face with that much firepower is Florida on the 12th. But that's what, that one's at home. Yeah. And Florida's beat up right now, too. Florida's kind of going in a down. I know they won last night, but they're kind of mm. – they're in a little bit downward spiral right now. Um, they they're still cool. look damn good. They're still damn good. Don't get me wrong. They're still really good, but – I, I need to see some more from the abs in that aspect of showing up against these big teams. They need to show up a little bit more. If I have one critique, it's that they haven't shown up for the big games so far this year. 
Yeah. And, you know, and to a certain extent, like they didn't make the schedule for November. They did what they needed to do against the teams that they should beat up on. And they beat up on them bad. They beat up the Canucks and the Sharks and the Kraken and the Sens, the Ducks, the Predators, teams they should beat up. They did what they needed to do. And if they play like they played against them, like they do against these better teams, they're going to win some of these. But you can't. I don't know. Maybe it was just we're so used to playing these bad teams and we are used to getting away with some of this stuff, but you got to learn your lesson from this game. That's the, that's the only thing that you can do. You can't change the result. You have to learn your lessons. You know, as much as I want to say burn the tape, honestly, I'd say have it on repeat until you play Montreal on the bus ride over or the plane ride over or whatever. If, the, if you have a bus with screens, this plays nonstop until you play the Habs. I, I mean, it's it's a real like we've had more time to digest it, and it was just such a beatdown that I I was reading Landeskog's comments after the game, and even he was kind of saying, I don't know what happened. We just got our asses kicked. Like, and that, that's just the case. They got their ass kicked. Defense wasn't good. Goaltending was shoddy at best. I mean, if you look, I, I didn't realize it. JoJo had thirty three saves in this game still, yeah. even though giving up eight, he had thirty three saves. So I, I don't know, man, this team's kind of like, they're going to make the playoffs. Like even with this loss, they're still only two points out and with games in hand of third in the division. And that's really all that matters at the end of the day. Um, I'd rather have them not peak too early. Like I think the Maple Leafs may be peaking a little early right now, if I'm being honest with you, like they're going to have a downward spin here soon, but like we need to see more. We definitely need to see more. There's definitely like this loss burns, but you need your team to step up more in these big games. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we're going to start to find out here in December as we face some of these tougher teams like the Leafs and the Rangers and the Panthers and Tampa, Boston, Vegas. You got to you got to show up for some of these games. You can't take nights off anymore. And, you know. You do after the Habs game, you burn the tape for this one. You don't talk about it again, especially if you win this Habs game. You know, but you're right. We're still right there in terms of uh, standings points. We're still third in the division for points percentage. We've played three less games than the Blues and the Wild. Only one less game than Dallas. They're one point ahead of us. Like we played three less than Nashville. Still, I this game sucked. Like there's no. There's no two ways about it. We're not going to sit here and say that, well, actually it was good. It wasn't, it wasn't good at all. Defensively. We're not going to panic. There's, it's way too early to panic, but it is, I will say it's moved to a concern for me with these big games. It's moved to a concern. Yeah. And, and we just didn't have any of these in November. November was a very chill month. It was so easy, yeah. easy games, a lot of rest, like it's the it's the kind of month you dream of in the NHL. You don't have this anymore. You got tough teams and no breaks. You're in Montreal tomorrow. And I'm I'm sorry if it feels like we're talking in circles here, but you got to win this game against the Habs. You got to you got to wash the taste of this game out of your mouth. Like I said, there's nothing you can do about it. You got torched by a really good hockey team. And now you have a chance to go up against one of the worst teams in the NHL that is in a, a complete free fall. We didn't talk about it last episode, but Mark Bergevin fired. They got people resign. 
and they cleaned out their whole organization essentially mid-season, just a few months removed from the Stanley Cup final, and they lost to the Canucks the other night, and they're 6-16-2 on the season. This is a bad team in Montreal right now. You have no excuse to lose this game. No excuse. I, I think they're going to show up. I think they're going to beat the shit out of them. Um, I think Eustace Anandin gets his first win, and we're coming in and talking on Sunday about how the Avs got two straight wins against the Senators and the Canadians, which two games they should win. There's, you really can't lose either of these games. No, you don't. You simply don't have a choice. You have to win these games. Like, cause then it, then it starts to become a thing. Like you lose to the Habs. That's a big problem. You even lose the Sens. That's a big problem. You gotta, you gotta figure out what's going on here. Yeah. So. Without a doubt. But yeah, man, not, not much else to talk about. Definitely uh, just an ass kicking tonight. Yeah, just a genuine start-to-finish ass-kicking at the hands of the Toronto Maple Leafs, who are now, points-wise, the best team in the NHL. And they are absolutely killing it as of late. They're on a five-game win streak with this win, 9-1-0 and in their last 10 games. They're looking like one of the best teams in the NHL. I mean, there are worse teams to lose 8-3 to to. If that's, a, if that's any consolation, other teams might have gotten beaten up worse tonight if they played the Leafs like they're playing right now. I mean, I can't stress enough. The Leafs are good. You didn't just get blown out eight to three by like Columbus. Yeah. Columbus or like St. Louis or even like Minnesota or something like that. This is a real good team with a lot of firepower. And you know what? You take away the eight goals and you just look at the Avs. They scored three goals in this one. They, they pierced Jack Campbell a couple times and they did manage to put up 31 shots offensively, a respectable performance defensively a complete and utter fucking disaster but one of their often, worst performances of the year by far, i think by year. far by far their worst offensively it wasn't terrible i liked the top line i liked the second line even the depth had their their run of chances every once in a while you know well, and I liked what Bednar did in that second period. He was mixing up the lines. He was McKinnon was triple shifting at a certain yeah. point. So I loved it. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna see a really good bounce back performance tomorrow. I really do. I think yeah. they're gonna. Yeah, the Canadians. Yeah, I agree. I think and we're gonna win these high danger chances against Jake Allen. I'll take that all day. Yeah, I think we're gonna win against the Habs. I'll go. I'll go three to one over the Canadians. What do you think? I think. Five two. I, I I feel a low score in one, a low and like the, the team's going to be even a little tired, maybe even a little mentally exhausted after a game like that. I think it might be a bit of a slog, and I think I think they're going to come out on top. I think defensively they're going to be stronger. I think you're going to see the top line produce. I think you're going to get one apiece. I like it. Landeskog, McKinnon, Rantanen, they all yeah. get goals. McKinnon, yeah. I mean. McKinnon was the best player on the ice in this game for the Avalanche. He was outstanding. Yeah, he was good, and he's only going to get better with more time. I did want to give a special shout-out to the guy in our live stream who said it was going to be 9-3 to three for the Leafs. Uh, he was one goal away from being right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was like he was partially saying that tongue-in-cheek, like, oh, 9-3 Leafs. He was really close, Yeah, really, 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 close. really sad. But yeah, the big positive I took away from this game is Nathan McKinnon is back and he looks healthy. They took their time with him and he just looked great. I mean, there's only so much he can do at a certain point. I mean, the even on the, the first Matthews goal, 
he and Rantanen just had a big miscommunication. And I, again, I like the breakdown. I saw that like Rantanen was still kind of playing like he was a center and was out of position because that's not his job. And it looked like McKinnon got a bit confused by it and trying to figure out what to do. And in that split second, Austin Matthews just sneaks right in and puts forth one of the best goals he's scored in a while. It's what happens when you leave a top 10, top five player like that uninterrupted in front of the net. It's exactly just what's going to happen. And that kind of, that kind of just summed up the whole game in this one. Without a doubt. But yeah, biggest beatdown I've seen the avalanche take in a long time. I mean, we, we took our lumps at certain points last year, but like I never felt like we got killed. Like there was even like a, there was like a game against the sharks where we got beat pretty bad. I never felt like, Oh man, we're getting just absolutely slaughtered because we're just playing teams that were so much worse than us. It's really been a long time since we were on the other end of a, a game like that. We've usually been on the other end. We're like, Oh man, a seven to two win. How fun is that? It's, it's weird being on the other end. It sucks. Yeah. It it's, sucks. <laughs> it's a weird feeling. I don't like it. I like winning a lot more. Winning is a lot more fun. To sum up the night, too, it's just been a rough night for me. I, uh, my gambling picks for today, I'm on pace to go 0 for 5. So Ooh. it's just been that type of day for me. Just not good. Yeah, it's, fun. it's funny. Like, we can talk about before the live stream. We get on with, like, what, 30 to 25 minutes before the stream starts, uh, 20 of which we're trying to figure out why you couldn't hear me. Because no. <laughs> like, my mic was plugged in, and it was telling me that my stuff was coming through. And your system was telling you that it could hear everything just fine. So we spent most of our prep time just trying to get the stream to work correctly. And the thing was, is that there was a countdown happening the whole time. The thing just goes live. Like you don't hit the button at like 720 when we got started or 720 Eastern time, 520 Mountain time. It just starts and it counts down the entire time. It felt like we were diffusing a bomb. Yeah, it was terrifying. It was terrifying. It was not was not a great start, um, but we had fun with the live stream. They're only going to get better. Uh, I've done this whole podcast basically laying down because I'm fatigued, man. I, I, it was a long, it's been a long day. Um, shout out to the people who do this for a lifestyle because yeah, I'm tired. I'm tired. Um, and yeah, it was it was a great time. Shout out to all the people who came and watched with us. We're gonna be doing a bunch more of those in the future. We had a great time doing it, but. Uh, I got nothing else to add to this game, man. Yeah, I've I think I'm pretty I'm pretty burnt out. I'm out of gas at this point. I mean, we've been talking since what 6 30 my time. Yeah. We've been going, we've been going for a solid five straight hours at this point, and we had to sit through that mess of a performance. So uh forgive me if this episode is a little shorter than usual, but uh, I need to go lay down. <laughs> my pack is because like you guys obviously can't see me, but I record in my living room and I got a kind of hunch to make sure my mic's in optimal position and everything, especially when I'm on a live stream. So I need to go lay down. My back is hurting something <laughs> fierce right now. And I'm going to, I'm going to sleep real well tonight. I can say that at least even, even with the, well, the abs are going to get a win tomorrow and all will be forgiven. Yeah. Even with the beat down we took, I'm going to sleep like a baby tonight. So abs lose eight to three to the Toronto Maple Leafs. We'll have a chance for revenge against them in a little over a month in Colorado. Plenty of time before that. Another game tomorrow night against the Canadians. We both believe that we're going to win that one. Absolutely. And another game against the Senators on Saturday. And we'll be back recording on Sunday. Hopefully this time recording on Sunday, barring no just absolute meltdowns of technology again. We'll be recording on Sunday and hopefully talking about two straight wins before we head to Philadelphia to play the Flyers. So 
That's going to do it for this one on this edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you so much, as always, once again, for tuning in. Again, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's follow me at G Young's NHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore Bollet, spelled B-O-L-L-E. And you can follow us on Twitter at Tell It Abs It Is, where we'll be doing more ticket giveaways as the weeks go on, along with some other giveaways. And just basically where you can keep track of the show, live tweeting the games, show updates, all, all, all the stuff like that. Uh, my voice is is collapsing on That's me as, as I done. speak. I literally can feel like my larynx just crashing <laughs> as I speak. So I'm going to wrap this up as soon as it's I can. pure exhaustion for us, folks. It's pure exhaustion for Griffin. I'm literally running out of voice. I've been talking for five straight hours. So <laughs> thank you so much once again for tuning in. And we will catch you all next time after we've had a nice good sleep and a glass of water so thank you for tuning in and enjoy the rest of your week